Okay, now we started. Now we started. We did it. The first 47 minutes, seconds. I said minutes, right? I almost did. It's all a lie, Cameron. Everything's a lie. You're a lie. I'm a lie. Everywhere a lie, lie. Uh, oh, it's a good stretch. Uh, wait, uh, mm, that, there we go. That's the spot. I should probably do that before recording. Yeah, I get all loosey-goosey. Mm, we're recording different because, man, holiday schedules are funny. Like, it's just like one little thing changes and then there's like this domino effect. Uh, I think we we rescheduled when we wanted to record this like eight times now. Yeah, we had to first we had to move it to Friday because my Wednesday fun times got moved to Thursday because uh, Stan's wife plays in the local church, plays piano. And so they're doing the Advent whatever Christmas shit at church. And then I had to schedule from Friday to Saturday because Friday was the office Christmas party and I felt obligated to go. And then Saturday got all fucked up and so we moved it to Sunday. So it's Sunday at one o'clock my time. I want to say it's probably noon yours. Eleven. Eleven. You're two hours behind. Okay. So it's all. It's funny though. Weird. Like you, you, you listed all the reasons that got in your schedule's way, and like we didn't even have to touch mine. But my week was a little funny too. Mm-hmm. It just the the holiday season, and you know, I think by the time that this episode goes up, I think I can get it up before Christmas. But there's a good chance nobody would actually listen to it until they're like going back to work after. Yeah. So it's just funny, like, you know, we're we're only halfway through December, but it's already like, hey everybody, hope you're ready for January. Everything got real busy real fast. That always happens, and then like I feel like morale at work is really low. Like someone's like, Do you do you think people are kind of grumpy and, and like upset and it works kinda not as fun to be at this week? And it's like, well, I mean it's holiday season, yeah. Everyone's fucking stressed out and pissed off. No one wants to be there extra special. At least the weather's been all right around here. But I'm also like, I like having snow for Christmas. I feel like Christmas without snow doesn't really feel like Christmas. And as the years go by, the snow comes later and later. We had a little bit and then we had like a 45 degree weather day in December and it melted. And my dad's like, yeah, I'm going to go play around a golf in December, I guess. I was like, I mean, more power to you. That's fucking weird. It's funny. We've been having an atypically cold December. Hmm. It usually doesn't get cold until like after Christmas. And so now it's like I'm at work and I literally I get to wear my gloves because my fingers are cold and I get to wear my Harry Potter scarf. And it's like, wow, like this feels magical. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even like... You know, it's not cold by any actual standards, but it's like it's cold enough that I can wear my scarf without feeling over overworn. I will say the good thing about not having crazy amounts of cold weather is I feel like the sun's been out a little more this December. And so, like, I've been a lot less uh, winter depressed. I have been equally like winter annoyed uh, that comes with the other parts of the year. But I don't know. It's been it's been really strange. It's been really hard to gauge like the winter so far because I know. It's going to get worse. Like, it's been largely warm, but it's been damp. And so, like, the humidity in the air makes it feel like six degrees colder than it is. But in a month, we're going to get negative 10. Because that's what happens in Minnesota. It gets fucking cold. And I'm like, I don't know how prepared I'm going to be for it. Like, you eventually get used to it. But God, that first, those first couple days of that suck. 
You walk outside and your your eyes are like, hey, I'm cold. You're like, well, my eyes aren't supposed to feel temperature, so this isn't good. And, you know, I think you mentioned this before, but you take, like, vitamin D supplements when uh, when it gets, like, dark and gray, right? Yes. Because um, I do, too, just because I just don't go out often that often. I, I live a very unhealthy lifestyle. Oh, my gosh. But my point was, I was thinking about vitamin D supplements. And I like my vitamin Ds. And I like, uh, what's the word? Stupid trivia. And I'll watch a dumb super hyper specific niche topics on youtube and i watched a video it was like a half hour documentary about the whole history of the flintstones chewable vitamins oh that sounds fun and yeah it was fun there's some interesting trivia uh, but one of the things that kind of got me was like th- those things are still around i feel like they would have gone away by now yeah i never but, see them advertised but i also don't really like do yeah, they are they still like a nickelodeon a thing like are they advertised to kids yet are they what's the difference between an adult vitamin and a child's vitamin other than probably the amounts or like a woman's vitamin multi-daily one versus a men's right like i would imagine a multivitamin is going to be the same place to place it's just a kid's one's going to have less stuff in it because they don't need as many calories a day as a you know 34 year old does yeah, and actually, I mean, if you want to get into it, I'm sure that you know, like you can read up on stuff about multivitamins. But there's actually, like, if you talk to doctors, there's a good chance they'll just tell you that like they don't even work anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. Uh, and and there's a couple theories why. Like one theory is that like technically the vitamin is there, but it's like your body absorbs it better when it's mixed with the actual food. So if you just take a vitamin and then go to work, it's like you're kind of wasting it. There's also a theory that just, like, a multivitamin has, like, too many different kinds of things that actually, like, counteract each other. So, Mm. like, if you just ate an orange, you would get a lot more vitamins than a multivitamin that's, like, chemically designed to have all the things in an orange. Okay. And there's... Uh, it, it's it's very difficult to test the effectiveness because the benefits are sometimes so vague and minor <laughs> it's um it, it's like you, you could say well look this person's healthier and they have vitamins all the time but also if they're conscious enough to have vitamins all the time they might just have a healthier lifestyle and maybe just in minor ways that you don't realize yeah i think um anytime i brought that up to a doctor they're usually like well vitamin d in the winter seems to work for people so we're not going to tell you not to do that and i do that and i, I do i do think it helps um I got like the it helps me hundred percent daily dose stuff this year instead of like the thirty percent because uh, I, I didn't feel like trying to remember to take more than one a day or balancing around food. It's like you know what if I get too much vitamin D I'll just pee it out. It's fine. Um, and then the other one is fiber. I've had doctors be like you know what uh, fiber supplements will actually be beneficial beneficial. And uh, I think that's true too. But at a certain point you need to start taking more of them uh, and actually hit your like you know daily dose of fiber intake like your body gets used to having like a third of amount of fiber and it's like cool this is great and it, it, you need more I, i'm like i have to take two now for for me to like notice any useful effect from them you know that's actually a good idea i should probably take more fiber too i, I always on do this what else you're eating you know 
Yeah, it's just like it, it's one of those things where I feel like most of the year I don't think too hard about my diet. And then when it's Christmas time, it's like, OK, there's going to be sweets everywhere. And I start to actually take this stuff seriously so I can navigate it. Yeah. And it's like I should really hold on to this for the rest of the year instead of just December. Oh, dude, I've been thinking about this. Shit oddly a enough, lot. I do well in December, you know, I, I I've been doing better this December than most Decembers. But That's it's still good. been kind of rough. Like, I drank basically three nights in a row uh, this week. And I tried to keep it manageable because I haven't been hungover any of the days. But there is, like, an attrition to it where I woke up today and was just like, I got the rumbly tumbles from liquor. Uh-oh. And then having a lot of extra sweets. Uh, Heather was doing her cupcake bake sale again. Uh, so we went to that yesterday, which is super fun. And obviously bought some cupcakes. And it's like, well... These are, they're like really decadent, really indulgent, really whatever, right? You know, they're, they're very gourmet cupcakes. They have a lot of calories in them. They're very sweet. But I only get them basically once a year, maybe twice if she does like an event and brings in some spares for work. And so it's, I don't feel as bad, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I really did not need this much sugar in Jack Daniels today. Had mulled wine for the first time. That was good. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. I almost bought a bottle. It's only ten bucks, but I was like, "Does it? Do I have to heat it up?" And he said, "Yeah, it doesn't really taste very good if you don't." And I was like, "Well, can I use the microwave?" And he's like, "Uh, probably." And I was like, "I don't like that answer. I'm really lazy. <laughs> I can get ten dollar wine that I don't have to do anything with other than just pop the cork and pour in face." So, no, but it's Christmas time. Uh, okay, but no, okay. This is my point, though. Going back to vitamins, I don't know a single adult that doesn't take vitamins, uh, hmm. at least to some degree. And what gets me is, like, I think we've talked about it on the show, but there's this culture of just, like, like everybody's a man-child now. Like, everything's marketed at, like, nostalgia for your youth. Yeah. So why don't they do the Flintstones vitamins for adults? Like, I... I cannot believe that I can't find adult vitamins in the shape of my favorite Stranger Things characters. Yeah, or they had, like, that kind of chalky, sugary taste to them, too. Like, they were they were half a candy, and that was kind of fun when you were a kid. Well, yeah, but they do gummies. Like, that's the thing is, my vitamin Ds are gummies. Oh, see, I um, I don't like gummies. My, my fiber stuff is a gummy, because they don't do, like, swallowable fiber. You have to, like, actually chew it and oh, mash really? it in... Oh. in I think I think the way fiber interacts with your gut, like you either mix it with water or you chew it like a gummy and there's no other options. But like any of the other pills, I, I don't want I just want to throw it back with like a I don't even usually use water. I just dry swallow them. But I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you enjoy fiber a lot more if it was shaped like a xenomorph? I mean, I would. It depends how much more it cost. I just I can't believe that it's not a thing because I feel like everything else is so like overly consumer cringe already. Yeah, it's very strange walking down the vitamin aisle and seeing like okay here's all the vitamins and when I walk past the kids section, it's like here's gummies for babies, and also here's the Flintstones ones, and I'm like why isn't why don't they brand adult medical stuff like you know band aids and things because everybody's a man child now. I, I can't believe there aren't like adult versions of of uh oh dude you know what they sell they just have like Breaking Bad ones so you get little like blue gummies or whatever oh my god that would be really fucking funny it 
It would be funny. They can. It, it's half joke, but it's half healthy. And you can buy it ironically because isn't this cringy? But you'll do it anyways. You you gullible fuck. What always like drives me a little nuts going down the the vitamin aisle at a, at a grocery store is there's a lot of different ones and different blends in different percentages and amounts. They're all really expensive and none of them are regulated by the FDA. And so going back to like your doctor might be like, hey, those are horse shit. They're like, yeah, some of them probably are or very much are depending on what it is. Like you never need to take vitamin C. You get vitamin C in so much fucking food. You probably always hit your daily amount just by eating and drinking normal stuff. Like uh, like peppers are loaded with vitamin C. I bet onions have a shitload in it too. Just like that stuff's everywhere. Vitamin D, I don't know. Maybe that or or like some of the other weirder stuff. Uh, fiber, obviously, like I think people have a deficiency of that in their diet because it's like, oh, you need to eat these kinds of grains or these kinds of, I don't know, pinto beans or whatever that have a lot in it. And I remember looking up fiber once trying to find like, what are ways I could naturally get it? And it was a lot of food I don't eat. And I was like, ah, fuck that. I'll just take, I'll just take vitamins. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I'm at too. Like an important part of like controlling your diet is uh, doing research and figuring out what you actually need. But the other important part is being realistic about like, yeah, are you really going to do this? Mm-hmm. You, you got to find like a way to. So actually, one of the things that I'm going to do now, uh, I I really like kippers and I want to just like on Mondays, I'm just going to have kippers and crackers and keep it really simple and get my omega three whatever's that fish has. Yep. But one of the things I'm also trying to do is I want to cut back on carbs a lot. And so I was looking it up, and apparently there's, like, keto-friendly cracker alternatives that are low-carb. Yeah. And I, it's like, oh, I could do I could put a fish on one of these weird, like, seed crackers, and it would actually probably be, like, really good. And the fact that I think it looks good and it tastes good, it's like, okay, that makes the diet part a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, every once in a while, I, I try to do more low-carb stuff. It's hard to sustain sometimes, especially since I might be the only person in the house that will eat it. I do a lot of cauliflower. Um, like, instead of having hot dogs for lunch, if I take, like, I'll buy, like, nice sausages and I'll cut up cauliflower and be like, there, it's, the cauliflower is the bread. And the and the sausage, mm-hmm. the nice hot dog is the hot dog. And I'll put a little, like, seasoning on it and maybe some barbecue sauce or, well, usually not barbecue sauce because that's, like, really high in sugar. But, you know, something on there to give it a little more flavor and you microwave it for like a minute and a half and it's not like amazing but it works honestly though this is a this is kind of a small bonus of like having so much fun with hot sauces is like if anything's boring hey guess what (laughs) i can just make it taste like hot sauce fuck you celery now you're hot sauced that is one of the great things about hot sauce and i've definitely uh but I, I, I used to do that a lot with barbecue sauce for stuff I didn't really like. Like, you know, if I put enough barbecue sauce on it, I can choke this down. Like, I used to do that with, like, broccoli. And now I, I make broccoli in a way where I, I actually like the taste of it. Uh, I don't know if I like the taste of it, but I tolerate the taste of it. And actually, you know, talking about cauliflower, um, have you seen, like, pizza crust made out of cauliflower? I have. I've never tried it. It's good. I recommend you give it a try. It's another one of those things where, like... I might be the only one in the house that would want to eat that. Or I've, I've actually tried it. Um, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, uh, the Saxon Hall, where we took you, they they do a cauliflower pizza there. And I, I took Heather there once, and I think that's what she ordered. And I tried a piece of that, and it was good. 
But it's also pizza, yeah. so it still has like shitloads of oils and cheese and tomato sauce and all the things that make pizza really fun and questionable. I guess if we're on if we're on health kick right now, because we kind of have been, I've been really thinking about trying to get back into a routine where I get up at six o'clock instead of like six thirty or six forty, and doing some kind of light workouts. Um, Either, you know, I have some kettlebells, so either using those, I have an exercise bike in the basement, using that, and trying to create some kind of routine. Because I feel like when it comes to my dieting and the way I I look versus how I want to look, like, I think I have to actually start being more active if I want to see better results. I don't think, or I really got to cut out, like, sweets and booze, and I don't want to. I like like sweets and booze, so I got to offset it. And I'm trying to work up like the uh, the moxie to to get up at six o'clock every day to like go pedal on the exercise bike, which is miserable, Cameron. I've tried it before. I hate it. Yeah, I like lifting a lot more than a uh, biking, and I think I I think I'm pretty good at avoiding sweets. Like I can turn down sweets pretty uh without like a lot of willpower, but. I think it's harder for me to avoid like carbs. Like I love potatoes way too much. Yeah. And so that's like my main focus. But another thing of carbs and like carbs and sugar and stuff, it's like, well, beer. And it's like, you know, I should probably drink less beer. Mm-hmm. So I buy a big old bottle of vodka. The, um, I need to go back and grab those like hop tea NAIPAs because they're, they're zero calories. They're literally like a hop tea. They're not. They're not oh, even like a non-alcoholic like, beer. They're they're tea. But they taste like beer, and it's, it's like, like yeah, these fucking rock. The seltzers. I, yeah. I there's a couple seltzers I like. I don't like White Claw, but there are better ones that are like, hey, so it has no carbs. It has like two calories, and it's like, you know what? A little bit of compromise can go a long way. The um, anybody that can avoid sweets, I I, I really commend you because. It's really hard for me to do that. And then this time of year, especially at work, like every department is loaded up with candy and homemade goods and cookies and all this kind of shit. And everybody's stressed stressed and pissed off. And so it's like, man, I'm fucking mad. I need some goddamn M&Ms. I know who's got M&Ms. And you walk over there and it's like, hi, I'm angry. I need M&Ms. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got some. And it's just like, if you're like a drug addict, uh, and you're around other drug addicts, it's going to be really hard to not do drugs. And obviously, this is not as extreme as, like, crack or heroin, but sugar is insanely addictive, and if you're around it every day because everyone else is eating it, it is really hard to not join in. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, It is addictive. You're right. Um, it's It's also... And again, like, talking about this season... For some reason, it's like there's a lot of Christmas traditions and there's a lot of traditional foods. But for some reason, people will set out M&Ms and it's like you can have M&Ms year round. Yeah, or like yeah, Hershey yeah. Kisses. And it's like you could kind of just have Hershey Kisses out all year round. But for some reason, they're just everywhere. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah, it I is hard to avoid. That old Hershey's Kiss commercial where they're like bells. Yes. I, I don't it's, know who made beautiful. that. But I've, I've, I've swear classic. to God, it's been around my entire life, and it's like one of my favorite candy commercials. There's just something so wonderfully elegant and nice about it. 
I want a documentary on that commercial. I want to know who made it. I want to know how it was okayed. I want to know who, who did the song for it, you know, recorded it. Who did the, you know, where the, the last uh, kiss like nails his, his thing and he's really, really happy. It, go, no one's just, doing the so real investigation. Yeah. So apparently on Sundays we talk about um, this, like that we want to be healthy and I think we're old. What what else, do we want to pivot this to something else? I don't. I literally don't know what, but I'm just like shit. We've been talking about for 20 minutes about like vitamins and not eating candy. <laughs> That's not. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners, who are probably in the same boat as us. Let's be real. We're all fucking slobs. I, I love. So I I went to the uh, the food board on 4chan, and half of it is like interesting recipes, and then the other half is like stupid jokes. And I like this one where it's like started keto, made my first salad, and it's like a plate of like twenty eight bacon strips, and then there's like three leaves of parsley on top. That looks like spinach. Yeah, spinach. But it's just like some of these, some of these diets. There's like a there's a concept behind it, and I understand the science they're going for. And when they show practical examples, it's like yeah, that makes sense. And then you'll see somebody who like like oh no, dude. No, no, you gotta do, dude. You gotta do caveman diet. You you only kill mammoths with your own hands. Don't eat any mammoth anyone else has touched. Only eat mammoths, and you have to kill it with your own hands. It's like okay, I'll I'll do that tomorrow. My my uh my friend Travis tries to do some of that stuff. Like he's killed a shitload of deer this winter, and he's got a freezer filled with venison. He's like, I'm eating lots of deer stuff. I killed. I'm it's great. I'm like I like venison as much as the next guy. I think it's very delicious, but. I don't know if I could have that much. But I appreciate not needing to go to the grocery store and drop, you know, money on fish or, or whatever. Food's expensive. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I, I I kind of wonder. I don't think we'll actually do this. But it's one of these things where it's like we kind of keep floating the idea of getting chickens and just like having our own eggs that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like we, we all like eggs. There's nothing wrong with eggs. <laughs> You know, I like to start my day off with an egg. I bought some today. I, I've um, I'm doing a lot of slim fast in the morning for the last couple months to try and like somewhat offset the garbage I've been putting in me and clean me out. But you do slim fast for too long and I feel like your pee starts smelling weird. And it's like, OK, I'm at the point where I've had too much slim fast. I need to I need to quit for like a month and eat real food for breakfast again before I go back to my breakfast shakes that I can drink on the way to work and be lazy. That's the, that's the other thing. A lot of this is, it's not just about like health. It's about like how fast can you do it? How efficient can you do it? Can I, can I eat or prep food and do something else at the same time? I, I don't want to just like focus on stuff like, and like making eggs in the morning doesn't take that long, but then I got to wash the pans. Uh, Cause you get, you get oils and eggs everywhere and that's, Oh, you know, like there's more steps. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of fun recipes that you can do that that sometimes it has extra steps, but it's like, well, maybe it's worth it. But I don't know. Do you ever watch like YouTube channels like um, there's that one really big guy uh, binging with Babish? He he has a lot of videos. Um, I don't know if you ever watch his stuff. Like, I, I sometimes I'll just like see one because somebody recommended it because he has a lot of like clickbaity pop culture, you know, referency stuff. He did one where it was food inspired by The Sims, and I thought, well, that could be kind of funny because there there are some like iconic Sims foods, 
And uh, what he opened with was the very basic macaroni and cheese. And he even said, like, and this is going to be a simple macaroni and cheese recipe. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of that's one of the first things your Sims make once they learn how to make food. So, uh, you know, I want to see how he does it because I would love a new mac and cheese recipe. But also it'd be cute to see him, like, recreate the look of it in from the game, you know? Yeah. Man, it was the most complicated mac and cheese I've ever seen. And I don't think a single Sim in the world could make it. Oh, wow. Because there were so many steps. He he uses different... Like, he used different cheeses at different temperatures while cooking because of the, like, chemicals and, like, the, the way that they melt differently. Or it's like, don't add this cheese until it's at, like, exactly this degrees, like, 40 minutes in. Okay, now add it in. And I like, what in the world? And then what he did was he made, like, a mold out of it where he put it into, like, a jello mold where it's a bowl. Okay. And hollowed out the middle and then put, like, liquid mac and cheese in that and then baked that. And put that, so it was like an upside down volcano cake of mac and cheese, so that when you cut into it, extra mac and cheese will come out. So it was like two different mac and cheese recipes. That sounds... I'm like, dude, just, you open the craft box and then follow the instructions. Like, Yeah. Or if you're really like, lazy, you, you open the uh, the craft uh, plastic thing and you put water in and heat it up for three minutes and then mix the powder in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I try I, to have those yeah, on I, hand. Those are those are nice to have around the house if you're really lazy and you're like, I guess I should eat today. It's um, yeah. I, sometimes I feel like people get a little carried away with some of these, and I like YouTube, for example. The they got an angle; they're trying to get views, so it's like sometimes you have to make it complicated just so people tune in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I see this in cookbooks too, where it's like I'll read it, and it's like you know, I think I'm gonna just take these ingredients and just make it. Instead of whatever the fuck he wrote down. I feel like there's certain things too. You don't need to overcomplicate shit that works. I love Kraft Mac and Cheese. I love homemade mac and cheese probably a little more. But, boy, the 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 effort. And sometimes it's good to put in the effort. And I'm not saying that it's not. It's weird that, you know, we go through life. And, like, the things we decide to make our sacrifices for are to, like, cut quality on to save time and I, I think mine has really turned into food and that's unfortunate because i can cook okay but a lot of my recipes and the things i make are uh how can i do this in as few steps as possible largely in the oven so i'm just baking things all the time uh i bake ribs i bake chicken bake whatever fish and it's because it's i don't have to do anything you know you prep it for a bit you shove it in the oven and you walk away or, you know, you start working on the sides, but you're doing everything at the same time. And so your meal is done in like a half an hour. And ideally, I have not as many dishes to clean up because of the way I'm, I'm preparing things. But I know, you know, watching like any kind of cooking show and the amount of crazy involvement in something that is really extravagant. You're like, wow, I bet that's amazing. I would never make that. And I, I feel kind of bad about that because, you know, maybe I should aspire to do that. But then I got to find the time and then I got to clean the dishes when I'm done. And that fucking sucks. And the cat's going to be like, hey, I'm going to help you clean the dishes too. I'm going to get in the other sink and just sit here so you can't rinse this off. Rinse off. And I got to pick her up and throw her on the ground. And she just jumps back up because she's fucking Satan. I have a lot of excuses, Cameron. I mean, you're not alone. It's a very human thing. I think that's kind of what we're talking about today too. It's like, hey, let's be real. I'm trying to you, be. You don't, you don't need those Flintstones vitamins. You're an adult. 
I was watching, who the fuck was I watching? If it was some, it was something on YouTube or, or some article about like, I, it was, it was, oh, I know it was, um, it was Rick Beato video. He does music and he's, he's like in his sixties and he's got kids and grandkids, yada, yada, yada. I think he's got grandkids. It doesn't matter. Um, about how everybody is like so engaged all the time and no one really is bored. And he's like, what is that really doing to us long-term to not have moments of boredom? Because he's like, when I was bored, I would start, you know, daydreaming while playing the guitar. And then I'd be really excited to get home from school so I could play the guitar. And I'm like, you know, there, there's something to be said for that. Like, every waking moment of the day, I don't need to be engaged. Uh, at least to, like, a maximal degree. And so I'm trying to, like, keep my phone out of my hands a little bit more. Um, you know, of, ideally avoid Twitter, which I only ever use on my browser, so that's not as hard. But it is, like... I can't remember if I had a point or not. It just it just kind of made me think about that and just like being able to not do anything and be like, hey, this kind of sucks, but you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Or maybe it's not. Maybe sometimes not doing anything is great. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I think that there's, there's a... I've, I've been hearing this a lot lately. A lot of people just kind of talking about stuff in a way where it feels like everyone is like taking inventory on like not only their own lives, but like everything. And it's just like, hey, are, are these things a problem? Do you think everything's a problem? Are we doing everything wrong? And it's just kind of interesting noticing this like among a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it feels very sometimes it feels very like, oh, the kids these days. And I think. That's just a natural part of society. I've said this before, but you can read like Plato's writing written back in the year 10 or whenever he was alive. Even he was like the fucking kids these days, like spending all their time walking around without shoes on and being hippies or whatever. You know, like there's there's always something to complain about and be like, God, I don't know about the generation coming up. We might be fucked. And it's, historically, we haven't been fucked. We're, we're still around and we're still making stuff. Um, but the way things change so rapidly, it does like, I think it is natural to get worried about that and just be like, how are we going to navigate the problems we have caused? I, I, this, this is off point, but like when you mentioned like Shakespeare back in year 10 or whatever, I, I love the mental image of somebody like signing a check in the year eight and they're like, oh, I signed it seven again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is an element of the kids these days. I think what gets me, though, is when I hear this from teenagers, because I think they're they're looking around themselves and seeing problems. And it's not like it's it's not like all oh, this youth. And when they're looking at older people, it's kind of like it's kind of strange how like <laughs> it, like everybody seems to like post things on video format as soon as it happens. And nobody just watches things. Like, can can you use your eyes to watch things, or do you have to look through your phone to see things? Yeah. And when I hear that from a teenager, it's kind of like, yeah, I think there's a there is something going on. I don't know. the The addiction to phones and screens and media like that, though, is I would say multi generational based on my observations. I know it's easy to pen it on the kids these days, but I feel like some of the people I encounter that have like the rudest, most shitty things with their phone are older than me. Um, and that's like, that's how all that stuff is designed. It's, it's, it's super addictive and it wants your attention and it 
makes you happy to have that attention. And and there really needs to be like a conscious effort to, you know, step back and be like, hey, maybe I don't need to be on Facebook right now. Maybe maybe I should just watch the commercials to this Hulu show, even though I don't want to. But like, I don't need to have that minute of my phone out while the commercials are playing. The other thing, too, that uh, Rick said that I thought was kind of funny because I thought it was bullshit. But he's really talking about, you know, when he was younger and he, you know, like a teenager or, or like 11 and so excited to learn the guitar and do all this other stuff. And and, you know, he's like, when I was bored, I, I was, you know, I, I learned how to play the guitar and I, we don't have that anymore. And it's like when most 11 year old boys were bored, they lit stuff on fire or they went and threw rocks at windows like the the, the bored way kids use their time is almost never constructive you know you are one of the well, rare also, ones yeah but but also like they they do still do things now like that i i know like uh teenagers and younger even like on youtube where they'll do music you know <laughs> not only that but the bar is raised so high that they'll be like shredding these really complicated riffs or like drummers will be like crazy in time uh, to the metronome there won't be like any slop to the playing because like the music they're learning to is really highly produced and like getting more complicated to stand out and so that's the that's the entry bar it's not like they're listening to the ramones back in the day where you could play four chords and yell a bit and have fun it's now oh god polyphia is the gold standard for guitar playing i have to be as good as tim henson i gotta practice his music and his music's fucking insanely complicated. I, I Jesus Christ. It, I have that, you know, vocally, as I progress and do my own stuff, I'm, I'm comparing myself to people way better than me. And it's just the standard has changed so much uh, from a musicianship standpoint over the last probably 10 to 15 years. And I almost feel like it's daunting to get started with anything now. Even YouTube videos, the quality of YouTube videos is so high. And I feel like if I have to put, if I want to put something out like a how-to, uh, it needs to be really well done. It needs to be really well paced. I need really good audio. I need a good visual element. I don't want to use my phone for YouTube videos. My phone fucking sucks. And like early YouTube videos looked like shit and sounded horrible, and we didn't care because it was new and exciting. You're very right, and I, I mean, it's it's interesting too the kind of tools that we have now. I I think I showed you. Uh, one of those new modes on Fortnite. The um, uh, I can't. I'm trying to find the name. Festival Jam. It there's like a thing on Fortnite where they they put in a rock band mode and it plays like rock band. Uh, and there's a bunch of licensed music and shit that you would, you know, it, it, close your eyes and imagine it. You're accurate. Um, but there's also this other mode where you can remix the songs from the rock band mode. So you can like unlock songs and then play like so you know how with Rock Band everything's separated into tracks. So there's like a guitar track and a vocal track. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So you can just pick one of those tracks and only play that. And then somebody next to you can pick a completely different song and track however they want. And it, everybody in the group, they have it set to like a BPM and a note and a key. And um you can like basically do this to collaboratively remix songs together. And it's kind of like a goofy toy, but it's also like half educational where sometimes you'll see stuff where it's like 
people will actually make an interesting mix where it's like, yeah, I kind of want someone to go back and maybe like do this full song. Those kind of tools are really cool. But it's also like, it's a free tool for kids to play with. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of wish I had this stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. You sent me one, I'm pulling it up. It doesn't sound bad. No, this is actually a... Oh, God, is this Thunder, that uh, Magic Dragon song? Uh, Yeah, the vocals are Thunder. You can see on the bottom left there all the songs. Oh, okay, yeah, here we go. I'll make it bigger. Um, So it's the guitar from the weekend uh, song, Save Your Tears. It's the drums from Gangnam Style. Yeah, this actually, this actually kind of works. This is neat. It actually kind of just sounds nice. And it's like, oh. And so there's like a daily quest to like just spend some time there. And so like a lot of people just go in there and they'll set something and leave it AFK. But like I'll like I'll go in there and I'll at least try to pick something that kind of sounds nice and leave it on that. And sometimes I can hear someone like joining in my game, walking up to me, changing the tempo to a different key. They add a different track and it's like, hey, actually, this is pretty baller. There was someone um, online the other day who was like very depressed and complaining about, uh, you know, being being suicidal and, and how, you know, money, all, all the all the stuff. And I I felt bad for the person and, and kind of get it and also kind of don't. But whatever. One of the things he said was like he wants to learn how to play music, but he can't afford anything because, you know, guitars are so expensive or drums are so expensive. And I was like, well, there are there are free ways to make music. You know, it's all it's going to be digital, so it might not be exactly what you want, but you're going to learn you know, music theory, you're going to learn uh, how to compose and, and record and stuff like that. And, it, you know, the cost can be either free or very minimal, depending on what you do. Like, there are options. And so, while the skill ceiling in the bar is very high right now uh, for content, I do think the way to get into it is also more accessible than ever. And it's a kind of a neat dichotomy. It's like, okay... If I compose music, it needs to be good because all the other music on Bandcamp right now sounds pretty good. There's a bar. But in order to get that good, there are shitloads of free tutorials. There's free software. There's free this and that. There's AI mixing and mastering now, which I don't think works that well, but it's an option to try. There's so many more avenues to get to the point you need to go other than just like grinding and grueling hard work and then throwing money at gear. And it really is it the the trade off kind of blows my mind. Yeah, and and you know especially when this seems to get overlooked a lot, but the most important part is understanding those fundamentals, anyways. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the you know the free options that maybe it doesn't sound as great, but you learn how to do stuff with the free options, and when you realize what you're actually looking for, you can figure out how to get more out of it later. Yeah, for sure you know, from building off of that. Okay, here's one more and then we'll move on, but this is kind of a funny one too. Where there's like three different vocal tracks going. And it's like, well, this should just be a dumb joke, but then it kind of works. Oh man, the, the Lady Gaga mixed with Gangnam Style is actually kind of good. And then that OG must and be it that kind of weird... Um. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's actually vocals. It's just more like a weird synth thing. Yeah, but I, I dig it. That actually, that worked way better than it had any right to. 
Yeah, and that's that's pretty much what that mode is, is like constant funny things where it's just kind of like, oh, we got Imagine Dragons over here. Hey, everybody, check out Imagine Dragons. And, oh, oh, you know, you, you change that to D major and it just kind of sounds different, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I guess if anyone listens to this episode, I hope that understand the takeaway is give your kids less vitamins and more free software. And less screen time. Get them off that software. Put them outside. I, you know, there's something to be said for the the software thing. Like, I learned a lot of stuff when I was like fucking around with Photoshop or whatever in high school, just because oh, I had to make a forum signature for Nintendo forums. And I've talked about this before, probably multiple times. But taking, you know, like forcing yourself to learn how to use a complicated piece of software when you're a teenager. It teaches you more than just how to use the software because it's, you know, there's all the soft skills involved as far as uh, learning. And, and there weren't YouTube videos at the time either. So you're reading like forum posts and and the manual and it's a stolen version of Photoshop. So maybe certain things don't work right anyways because like I couldn't fucking afford Photoshop when I was, you know, 11th grade. I don't know how you create the drive to do that, but if you got a kid that has it or if you have it like definitely pursue it because it's gonna i think it's gonna pay a lot more in the long run than just learning the software or learning whatever the instrument is or whatever also uh when when somebody uh says a guitar is too expensive fuck you go to a thrift store man yeah you don't my brother has said with the acoustics that the the one he got to learn on was not a good starter guitar just because of how the strings and the frets felt to play. Like, it required a lot more effort and precision to get the notes he wanted. So there is a certain level of, like, a nice guitar is going to be easier to play. But... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to know that. If if you're picking up an instrument for the first time, a $100 guitar from Target is going to be fine. It's... It's... Yeah. It's also just... Again, like you, you get your hands on, you get, you have to learn <laughs> what your talent is. Cause that is a factor as well. But once you think, you know what you want out of a guitar. And if, if you spend enough time with it, that you want that better guitar, then you can actually look into what that better guitar would be. And it's kind of the same way with like, you know, let's go to the software too. Like you can get free video editing software, but after you like explore the limits of it, and you want to do something more, then you know what to actually look for. Because if you just sort software by price and assume that's the scale of utility, then it's not. Yeah, for like sure. You're wrong. But that's not to say that there aren't some improvements you'll get with certain tiers of, of uh, prices, you know? Like, you don't need Photoshop. Actually, <laughs> we, we didn't even talk about it, though. But, man, you know, Blender is maybe, like, the best 3D software out there depending on what you're trying to do out of it. And it's free. Yeah. Which blows my mind. We had, um at work, we had an architect uh, do a mock-up of a building, you know, future building that uh, we are planning on. So we could, like, submit this to, you know, senior leadership and have all our meetings and stuff. And there was there was architectural work involved in this, but ultimately the result that everybody saw was a kind of 3D model and a PDF with some with some numbers. And the bill that Ed Architect gave us for that was nuts. Like, this dude charges... I mean, and he's, a, he's an engineer. He's an architect. He's allowed to charge, like, $500 an hour. 
and people will pay him because that's that's the nature of it. But I was like, you give me like a week in Blender and I could fucking make this thing. And then we could have showed that and it would have cost remarkably less money. Yeah, I I, uh, I am very impressed with the utilities available now. And I remember like even then I had uh, when I was a teenager and I was doing my knockoff Photoshop stuff, I was using a program. I think it was like it was like photo magic seven or something that's like not around anymore uh but it was like you know it it wasn't photoshop it didn't do everything photoshop did but it did a lot of things and i think i bought it at comp usa for 15 dollars damn there you go and i got an amazing amount of utility out of it i learned a lot about image stuff you know the the uh, the machinations behind the scenes of optimal images and colors and different effects and things. Yeah, and it's like you know you can make do with with stuff. It just keeps getting better year after year if you know where to look. Yeah, I know. Like Affinity Photo is one of the new ones. I think that's only like fifty or sixty bucks, which for now editing software. I mean that's that's affordable. As long as it's not a subscription, I'm getting kind of. Man, I did yeah. you see that uh, Eclipse Studio Paint? Uh, they went into the subscription model. I did not know that. And it's yeah, they they changed, and it's kind of like uh, it, basically, if you have an older version, you still have it, but you're not going to get the updates anymore. And part of me is like, well, that's fine because it's like it, it feels fair that if they're going to keep working on it and release new things, that they should charge for it. And so it's like, yeah, if I want an update, I should pay for it. But if I want that update, I have to keep paying them even after it's done. You know, mm-hmm. like that seems kind of strange. The reason I'm using LibreOffice right now for my Microsoft Word needs is because I don't want to pay a subscription for Microsoft Word. This program that I've had basically the one time payment that I, I mean, I had that for like over a decade, but they don't support that version of Office anymore. I might be able to find keys online for cheap, but you're going on weird sites, and I don't know if I trust them with my freaking credit card information. It's like fuck it, I'll get the I'll get the good free version. I it's typing. I'm not doing anything more than writing words and leaving comments, and this can do that, so it's fine. The little some parts are a little frustrating. I had to relearn a few things, but now that I did, it's the job done. Yeah, and I. It, uh... I, I wonder if the subscription stuff will go away because I've been hearing a lot of uh, interesting market research that people are getting tired of having multiple subscriptions. I hope so. I, I would hope so. I miss being able to, One of the reasons I got Photoshop Elements is because it was still one of the few things I could spend this much money and it's mine. And I own it. I get it. I got a license and I can re-download it if I need to. If I need to. And it's like, yeah, the old method that works. I don't need... I don't need anything more than that. Yeah. So we're at 50 minutes. I know uh, you had an idea for our next episode doing a music club. Did we want to do that next week? And if so, did we want to talk about the, you know, music we picked? Yes. Why don't we go ahead and make that decision now? And we'll do a music club to sign off the year. That sounds perfect. So what I, I gave you an option on theming. Um, did you choose what you wanted to do? You 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 floated the idea that we pick not our first album, 
because uh, we'd be doing another Weird Al one from you. But are the first album we bought with our own money? Because those definitely are different different answers for me. And I was like, shit, that's a really cool idea. What was the first album I bought with my own money? And I know vaguely like the order of operations for my first like five or six CDs that I ever acquired. But I cannot remember like exactly which one I spent money on first because 1999, 2000, and 2001 like were some big, big releases in terms of stuff I owned. And I know some of those uh, I got burned because CD burners were, were were catching on, and there was like the rich kid in class who who had one on his computer, and and so he was, uh, you know, you give him a couple bucks and bring him a CD, and he'd burn burn for you, and and uh, definitely. Made use of that kid. I remember distinctly two options. I don't know which one is the one is, that is real. The first is picking up Disturb's first album, The Sickness. And the only reason I remember that is because it was parental advisory, so I was trying to buy it without my parents seeing me. And some older lady, who I thought was an adult, but was probably a teenager, and I was just, you know, nine, uh, was like, oh, that album's amazing. You're going to love it. And I bought it, and I and I remember being kind of scared by it because it had a lot of very creepy imagery, and I was not used to like anything related to horror or body horror at that age, and it, it kind of freaked me out. And I ended up trading it for something else like two weeks later, to, uh, I think for an Incubus <laughs> album. Uh, and then the other one is Cold, Cold's second album, 13 Ways to Bleed on Stage. And I remember buying that with my own money at Best Buy, and my dad being like, hey, I don't give a shit. Don't, just don't tell your mom. It doesn't matter. Um... I still have that album. I have both those albums. I really like both of them. I don't know which one to pick. I don't know which one came first because they they released really close together. What well, you had all week to decide which one to pick? What, that, what? Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I don't know if this is the right <laughs> answer, but I'm gonna go with Cold. Uh, Thirteen Ways to Bleed on Stage, just because I think that was kind of a a little more of a sleeper hit. Everyone knows Disturbed now. Disturbed are still around. They're making a lot of music. They're selling arena tours. Uh, but cold, I think, kind of fell apart. Went went the went the wayside. And so, if you've never heard cold, um, you'll you'll get to. And they're they're that album's really good. Well, that okay, that is a good pick though. Um, because also I, that part of this is like the fun of that like story of you know the first time you uh handed over cash and got a CD. You know, yeah. Kids these days don't know what that's like <laughs> with their digital payments. And digital download products. What's yours, Cam? I uh, so I I, I actually I, I was thinking about this a while ago, and it was funny because I thought I remembered what the first CD I bought was, and I realized that it I didn't buy it. I was thinking of the first time I like requested a CD as a gift, and I got it as a gift. Mm. And I had to go back and like really think about like what was the first time I actually like picked it up myself and bought it. And I think what happened was it was actually at a Hollywood video. No, Suncoast video. Do you did you ever have Suncoast videos? Yeah, Suncoast was cool. Suncoast was cool. And I remember like I think this is after we we saw a movie. It was probably like a Star Wars movie or something. And uh we had a sun ghost video that was across from the movie theater. So it's kind of always tradition that we'd like stop by in there after we saw a film and they always had cool stuff in there and it was fun. But I remembered once I was going through the, the music section they had there, which I just, I never looked at really before because I didn't listen to a lot of music, but it's like, you know, when you've seen everything else in the store, it's like, you know, what even is over here? 
and I saw uh, they had uh, soundtracks from different anime. And for some reason, the thought never crossed my mind that there were like soundtracks of anime and you could listen to the anime music from the, the successful properties that had music in them. And it's like, oh, whoa, it dawned on me. And I looked and they actually had it. They had Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Oh, wow. Which, as far as the soundtrack goes, much more interesting than just like background music. Like it basically is like a weird mixtape. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to that OST. I have not. So I, I it'll be very interesting, I think, for you. Because you, you like different things and you like to, to analyze different things. This is a very good soundtrack, <laughs> but it's all over the place. And I don't know how many times I've listened to it. Like, I, I had that CD all through, like, middle school, high school. I think I listened to it even in college. Uh, when I got, like, an MP3 player, that was the first album I put on there. I I definitely have, like, my favorite songs and then the other ones that I would kind of skip over. But it's all pretty good stuff with a lot of very interesting takes on it. So I think it would be a, a very fun uh, conversation to explore that. I like that idea. I, I think this will be fun. It's still, it's very on brand for us too. Like even going back to the first things we were willing to throw money at where I'm like, oh, dark, shitty new metal that uh, I don't want my parents to listen to because I'm edgy. And then anime soundtracks. Yeah. No, it, it'll be a fun conversation with a lot of uh, different stuff to touch on. Yeah, that's good to be. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, okay, that will be fun. Um, I guess with that, I'll put links in the description too for those, but uh do we want to do a glad space? Oh, uh, sure. I know I I I touched on the this that in the beginning, the whole Heather's cupcakes, that that like Christmas thing having the mulled wine, but like that was a really really high spot of my week. That was a fun trip down to Sparta, which it's, it's a lovely choice. Yeah, isn't always sad because uh, people don't like Sparta for whatever reason. I don't. I don't get there very often. I don't have a. I, I've always liked it when I've gone there, but I've never lived there. But it is really a really cool event, uh, having like street beer and and buying like cookies and and just all kinds of shit. It's mostly, it's mostly beer and like little crafts and then like coffee and you know just it's it's these little Christmas stands, right? It's very sweet. It's very fun. Everyone there is having a good time. And I really, I really had a good time, even though I drank too much. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had fun. What about you, Cam? What made you glad this week? I know I had something. Oh, actually, you know, an easy pick. My brother sent us a Christmas gift, but we had to open it early because it was like refrigeratable stuff in it. And so we had like a Zoom call and we kind of had like an early Christmas sort of. Okay. And one of the things, um, they, they have this annual pass to an aquarium. That's a, it's a very good aquarium. I, I'm not sure. It might be like rated like top in the country, but it's a very, it's a very high quality aquarium. And they take their little three-year-old boy there. And we're always hearing stories about this aquarium. 
And one of the things they sent was they sell a, a shark themed hot sauce. Is it spicy shark? Um, uh, is that the name of it? I don't think so. There's one on it Hot Ones sp- recently called Spicy Shark. Spicy Shark. Actually, yeah, Spicy Shark. Oh, I heard that one's really um, good. So they, uh, well, there there's different flavors actually. Oh, okay, okay. And the one they sent was like the five, you know, the five alarm, uh, Carolina Reaper one. Nice. And it's very good. It has this like apple cherry flavor to it, and it's um, it like and it is hot. You know, you, you got to be careful with it. Um, but we, uh, my you know, my brother was really curious because he didn't try it yet. And so we're like, oh, well, we, you know, we could scramble eggs right now and just try it real quick. And so me and my dad are like, OK, yeah, let's see what it's like. But my mom, <laughs> she she poured a lot on because it's like liquidy mm-hmm. and too much came out. It's like, oops, haha, whatever. And then she smelled it and she's like, oh, it doesn't even smell hot. And she put a big bite in her mouth. <laughs> And you you taste the cherry, and then the heat hits you really fast. And she literally like screamed because it was like it was like a shock to her. Because like mm, this is really good. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just caught her off guard. But it was just a fun little mini Christmas before the holiday. That does sound fun. I remember the first time my my mom tried like way too hot hot sauce and. Uh... Had it kind of a similar like, oh God, why why am I doing this? You know, just like viscerally kind of upset. I, yeah, it can get. I mean, the thing with spicy things is like sometimes you feel it getting spicier, and you have no gauge of when it will stop getting worse. Right, right. Which is part of the fun. It, it's part of the fun when you know what it is. It's like you can deal with it. But I think the last time I or the first time I had something that was like too spicy for me. I literally was wondering, like, am I going to die? Like, like, is, like, is, am I going to have like a heart attack or something? Like this keeps getting worse. But I guess that's all for this week. I think so. But we had a fun one. I think I, I felt it felt yeah. a little soapboxy and also pro vitamin. Uh, well, yeah, but it was also pro standing outside for a bit too. I like standing outside for a bit. It's not the worst thing in the world. I don't want to clean my house, Cameron. And, I should do that, well, though. I, Instead, listen to some fun music, and we'll we'll have a lot of fun talking about it next week. Yeah, everybody join in. It'll be good times. Have by all. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night.